Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. In this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, our favorite Disney films that are represented and featured in the theme parks and how well they're represented and maybe how not well they're represented. Uh, so that's going to be our discussion today. Uh, live from the Bob Marley studio here in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 824 for the week of June 23rd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, again, hello and welcome, everyone. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida, for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Dustin West, and I am joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Howdy. Jackie Gailey. Hi, guys. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. And back in the production nook, we have Rhino Clavin. Hello. And Gregory Williams. How the heck are you? I'm <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Well, like I said uh, at the start of the show, we're going to be talking about um, some of the Disney films that are in the theme parks. And we want to kind of have a discussion about two different things. Um, our favorite films and how they've made their way into the theme parks and how we feel uh, or which ones we feel are the best either representation of the film and plot and story and themes themselves or the ones that we just like the most or, or the most fun for us. Um, and so that's the ones that are doing it right. The other end of this conversation would be uh, some of the Disney films we feel like should be represented more or feel like are already there but could do a better job. Um, and I also opened it up to uh, the Diz Unplugged Facebook page, and a lot of you guys have uh, sent in your, your thoughts on this, so we'll uh, bring that into the conversation as well. Um, if you were watching the news show uh, earlier today, uh, we were kind of talking about Frozen, and that's one of the more recent um, uh, instances of you know a brand new movie making its way into the theme parks, and we've seen how it's been done and how... Sometimes we feel like maybe that one wasn't handled so well right off the bat. And again, interesting to see how that's going to be handled in the future. And we're also talking about things that have been here for quite a while. And so I'll just open it up to you guys if anybody has anything they want to talk about. I want to start with a very, very complicated situation. Are you ready? Yes. It's so complicated and convoluted. I think the best ride that doesn't interpret the best movie in the worst way is Splash Mountain and Song of the South. Okay. I love Splash Mountain. I love Song of the South. If you ride that ride, you have no idea <laughs> what the movie is really about. Yeah. But I think what they've done is they Walt took the best elements from that. Well, Walt. Walt Disney World took the best elements from that movie and incorporated it into a fun ride. But it doesn't really give the entire picture. Right. That, that movie's kind of hard to come by nowadays. And the and it's not a fully animated film. Uh, it, this is it's more about one character is kind of telling stories to a younger character, and these are the animated portions are those stories that he's telling. Racially insensitive rides are hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was uh, you know that was mentioned a few times uh, on on Facebook. Although I 
feel it's, uh, this is uh, Marcy Smith, although I feel it's really unfortunate that we aren't able to see the film anymore. Song of the South is represented well in Splash Mountain. It's my favorite family attraction, and the best part about it is that you don't have to see the movie to enjoy it. Um, there are other rides and shows that are based uh, on Disney movies that you really need to see the see the movie first in order to get the full effect. Splash Mountain can stand on its own, and it's enjoyable even if you haven't seen the film. Uh, however, I love that there is an attraction that pays homage to Song of the South. As somebody who, you know, the last couple years is only really when I've started watching Disney movies, mm-hmm. and I started watching Disney movies just because I knew there must be something from these movies that they're putting in the parks. I think most of the um, attractions at Disney World stand on their own. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't need to see any of the movies to get what was going on. But now that I've seen some of the movies, I like the touches that they put there. You do not need to see the Haunted Mansion movie to enjoy the Haunted (laughs) Mansion. Matter of fact, don't watch the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, this is about... Uh, the the rides and attractions where the movie came first, not that mm, so many words Atrocity. I want to say. <laughs> um, the, I think the uh, something you bring up, Kathy, and it's interesting about you know Disney World and Disneyland and all the Disney theme parks is that especially the the attractions that are based on films, they have a way that they can kind of pocket size um, those story elements and and get it in there so that you do understand it without seeing. Uh, the film. The other thing that Disney has going for them is the fact that a lot of these characters and a lot of these stories are in the zeitgeist. They're in, people are aware of the pop culture of these things. So, you know, you could have never seen The Little Mermaid, but you know you want to go see The Little Mermaid ride, and, and you right. basically know what that character is and what that story is. Well, there are rides that follow the story almost step by step, even mm-hmm. though, like you said, they kind of distill it down to its basic elements so for a you know whatever it is 15 second 30 second ride but there are rides that have nothing to do with the original story like toy story mania Mm -hmm. that you know it's a completely different concept based on a movie with characters that stand on their own yeah it almost something like toy story mania also uh almost kind of takes place as like a sequel to the movie. Mm. It you know, it takes place after the movie and it's okay, Andy got a new toy and so this is what would happen if Andy got a new toy. And um so you, all you have to know is <laughs> how to have fun and how to pull a trigger on a, you know, a balloon. Right. Kathy, thing. when you went back and looked at movies, <clears throat> were there any rides where you thought, "Oh, that's not what I thought the story was." Like Peter Pan or um um, the ones that sort of do a step-by-step. Peter step Pan, I thought when I watched the movie, it's like, why? <laughs> why what? I thought the attraction was much better than the movie was. I also don't enjoy that movie, Kathy. Okay. But yeah, I, love so Peter that, Pan. I love Peter Pan. Oh I love Peter God. Pan. I don't love the Peter and, Pan. And like was. Dumbo. Dumbo to me seems very happy. And then when I watch the movie, it's oh, like, no. ooh, that's, sad. you know, that's yeah. dark. That's yeah. and, that, and that's one of these on this list that I feel like, you know, doesn't convey the plot of the movie at all, obviously. There's no storyline right. there. You're just getting in a hollowed out elephant and riding in a circle. Right. What are some of the other examples any of you guys uh, might have? Well, I mentioned the Frozen. We talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit. But... They, they took over the American Idol Theater. It's now the Hyperion Theater. Okay. And we were there for the second show of the first day. 
and you would have thought they were giving money away for all the people that wanted to get into the theater. And I'm not like, okay, this it's frozen. How many times can we hear this? And the um, actors that they had up on the stage that were sort of like telling the story, and they put all these little jokes in there and everything. And then when the effects started happening, you're there like, there it is. It, I, I had tears, and Katie looked at me and like, really? Really? You're going to cry about this? And I says, no, it was Disney genius. It's like... You know, they, they could have just slapped anything out there. And I thought they really took the time with what they had on stage and just the whole atmosphere in the theater. It's like Disney gets it, mm-hmm. you I know? that too. So... You know what else was like that? Was the Hunchback show. Oh, my gosh. I thought the Hunchback show was actually... I thought they were prepping that for Broadway. Yeah, it, it was, was so good. It was really good. That's it was a the, miniature Broadway version of that. That's. I said to Katie when we came out of there, I said, you know, for all the people that complain about how much a park ticket costs, when you saw the caliber of that show that they put on, I don't know how you could complain about the price of your ticket because you really saw a show. Well, on on that same note, too, you guys just brought up Hunchback. You're talking about this show. Then I would throw in the Finding Nemo show at animal mm-hmm. kingdom mm-hmm. is in that same realm of tells the story of the movie in a different way because it wasn't a musical and now it's a musical and it's i don't know it's cool i like the puppets and the i like when they're all doing the uh, wire work and stuff i also wanted to mention at the top of this that you know in some ways i kind of got this idea from uh one of our contributors uh wrote an article and i'll, I'll post this uh, article in the show notes page um, it's by Katie Lincoln, the top 10 most featured movies at Walt Disney World. And it's not necessarily talking about whether or not you know it does a good job or whether or not we like it or don't like it. It's literally which films, it's a top 10 list, which films are most preven- uh, uh, heavily uh, featured in the parks. And it's kind of cool, so I'll throw that um, in the show notes page. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is I apologize for not having uh, any photos to go along with this. I'll try to put links to these different attraction pages that we have on WDW Info. I kind of had a weird morning. For the last two days, I've been two hours behind. I didn't know it. I was on no. Salt Lake City time. Literally, not oh, jet no. lag. I didn't change my clocks. <laughs> there you go. I thought it was 9 o'clock and it was actually we 11 We had a hard o'clock. time recovering in general from this last <laughs> trip. I don't know if it was because we changed time so often yeah. out and then back, but it seems like we were... We've had a rough time too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the uh, one of the ones that comes up a lot on Facebook, uh, the first one to mention it was uh, Jennifer Corey. I have to vote for be our guest restaurant, fabulously themed. Mm-hmm. Um, with the addition of New Fantasyland, there was a heavy focus on Beauty and the Beast, and that was the movie I was going to bring up. Okay, yeah. How do you feel like that has worked its way into the parks? Well. I love, so the first experience, I I loved Beauty and the Beast as a little girl. And when we went to see the Beauty and the Beast show at the theater in Hollywood Studios, that was the first experience I had with that movie in real life. And I thought that was awesome. So I thought it was just a miniature Broadway show. And then when New Fantasyland came, I really think that the restaurant feels like when you combine it with with um, the uh, what's the dad's name I'm at a blank right now Uh, Maurice Maurice crazy old Maurice Maurice. yes so when you have Maurice's cottage and then you have the Be Our Guest restaurant and then you have Gaston's tavern I 
I felt like I had absolutely walked into that movie. Right. I'm like so all about anybody that knows me knows that I love the magical. I mean, fantasy magic is my favorite. So I love to just immerse myself in the whole world of that. And I felt like I had walked into that movie. That was the attraction that got me started watching movies because when yeah. I walked in there and they're like look at all this stuff and and the thing that that made me want to watch the movie then was the rose in the yes, the jar in the and I'm like wing. okay what does that mean? <laughs> yeah what does this mean that <laughs> Disney, why, why are people excited about yes, it yes yes and so on, on the right? Disney cruise you know they have that one channel that has all the Disney movies and Katie and I both watched it and within five minutes where they're like oh we get it now Aww. you know and then you watch that. the movie, and then you go, oh, look, but they, they put the, – that's what I love about Disney. It's mm-hmm. the details that they put in. And with, with New Fantasyland, especially with the, uh, the, the Beauty and the Beast stuff, this is – you know, Disney has always done themed lands and amazing theming. Mm-hmm. This is the first thing that I've seen from Disney, other than Cars Land, that has been – a really heavily themed one area for one film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, Cars Land does that. New Fantasyland does that for Beauty and the Beast in many ways, in the same way that mm-hmm. kind of you know Universal does it with uh, Harry Potter. Uh, not to that level, of course. But also, Fantasyland also has Little Mermaid ride, which I think is a great ride that mm-hmm. represents the movie very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mine Train. I've not been on the actual ride, so I don't know how that represents the film is that it's it, really good it, I think. in terms of the the themes and the plot of the movie it represents the first five minutes of that movie because right. it's just you know the hi-ho going you know, out to yep. going to work mine yeah doesn't all of animal kingdom kind of represent the lion king in, in a way africa definitely has they a lot of like influence a whole country around a, a, a whole yeah. theme park around a, a movie <laughs> the uh, the whole all the stage shows that disney does those are Obviously, the best ways that they incorporate the the, the plots of the films. Um, I think there are movies that are missing. Okay. I don't think there's enough for uh, Mary Poppins. I would agree with you. I agree. Yeah. With yeah. You. I don't think there's an, anything for the Emperor's New Groove, and I love the Emperor's New Emperor's Groove. New Groove. I was going to say it's a guilty pleasure, but it's not I guilty think at Yzma all. I think should be a face character. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I, maybe a Halloween, like bring her out during Halloween or I something like that. Have, That'd be fun. Like for the villains party or. No, that'd Not be that cool. I can remember to have Isma would be amazing, and Kronk. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that would be great. I think that movie's underrated. It it really is, but there's all there is a, a documentary about that movie, and I cannot remember what it's called. I'll try Golden to find. Empire, something. I was just talking about it this weekend, yeah. and somebody said it to me like it's like Golden Sun. It sounded like Empire of the Sun. That's yeah. why I was confused. But and it's about the making of that movie. I don't know if you've seen it, no. but how that movie went all over the place um, and it was going to be a musical at first they had Elton John on board and how it just kind of changed and changed and changed it's I also really don't think Lilo and Stitch is represented enough no mm. Hawaiian roller coaster ride exactly I mean it is it is a ride in Disneyland Paris oh is it yeah oh wow Isn't that a ride? but where would they put that Kevin what well, it's Crush I'm sorry that's yeah, right it's... Crush's coaster no where would they put oh. Adventureland Tomorrow, well, not. I guess if it's Hawaiian themed, I don't know. I would like to see it in Hollywood Studios. I would like to see more. I mean, movie a, a roller coaster where you sit and surfboard. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, you you've know, already got the song. Yeah, 
You know what I was thinking of this morning while I was coming over? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory would be a really cool mm. attraction somehow with a chocolate river and a big, those big boats. However, the original movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not really? the remake. Not the, Johnny not Depp the remake, the, no. Uh, the Gene Wilder one. Wilder. <laughs> the original, yeah. Um, You're turning violet, Violet. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this, somebody brought this point up, and I have some conversation pieces on this. Uh, Lisa Jones brings up the new tangled area and bathrooms. I love the lanterns and looking for Pascal, and the, the tower is beautiful and makes a great photo op. While I agree with some of this stuff that I think the theming, it's, they did a good job. It's a bathroom. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a real yeah. weird place. Too. And it's a bathroom with a tower that can be seen from like all over the park. And yeah. I know Pete has brought this up before. I have a problem with it too that you can see that from um, uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. uh, Liberty Square from is what I was saying. Yeah, 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 Liberty. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, th- I, you know, they had Tangled, and it was it wasn't as successful as Frozen. Um, made by the same production company. And now Frozen is all over the place, right? And yet Tangled just got a bathroom. They're making um, – this was my rapid fire for the show that was canceled. They were making a, um, a Tangled TV show where Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore are both going to reprise their That's right. voice roles of the movie. Uh, That'll be on Disney Channel, right? Yeah, so I don't – you know, maybe they knew – well, I guess they wouldn't have known. That was years ago. Who knows? Well, part of the best thing about Disney is – even though Tangled isn't represented that well in Disney World and Mary Poppins and all these other ones, they know how to diversify where their actual attractions are going. So if you want that Mary Poppins feel, you can always just go to Disneyland and there is so much there. Now you can go on Disney Cruise Line and you can actually watch Tangled the Musical there. So that that's also something to keep in mind even though it's just not right at disney world all the time yeah it might be represented somewhere else in the united states and what mary poppins ride jolly holiday well i mean you have jolly holiday bakery out there and then you have the characters coming out multiple times a day they're the end of sensational i do like that Um, part of that parade (laughs) they have a lot i mean then you have jingles julie andrews horse on uh on their carousel out there so there's there's nice mary poppins tributes sprinkled out all around out there meanwhile i believe we can meet mary poppins at the uk at epcot and at the grand floridian right that's pretty much all we have i think no i think it comes out at magic kingdom isn't the carousel her isn't that her horse on the carousel or something here yeah you can see the horse she used in the movie. At least she used to be at um, Great Movie Ride. At the Great Movie Ride. Yeah. It's, it's and Dick that's Van, gone. And Dick Van Dyke's jacket was for sale in Sid Coenga's for like 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just what you were saying earlier. Robert Parker on Facebook brings up this, Kevin. <laughs> the Haunted Mansion. Because let's face it, Jennifer Tilly nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, she's just perfect in everything. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so, does anybody else have anything that maybe they really like how it's been incorporated in the? I like. Um, I like. The bu- I like Buzz Lightyear. Um, I like the Space Ranger that said because. I know all you do is talk about yourself. I'm just centered. I'm just an IQ dropper over here. I'm sorry. That's that's because he's endangered. (laughs) (laughs) The last gay rhino. (laughs) One of a kind here. And I ain't breeding with anyone. Uh, Females. But um, I like how it's not 
Toy Story. I like how it's like Buzz Lightyear's side of the story, and it, right. it fits there real well. It's the fictional, fictionalized yeah. version of what Buzz Lightyear is supposed to be based off of. Uh, and they even created an animated television I used show. To, I used you to know, watch that, yeah. Uh, you know, I forget what it was called, Star, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Yeah. Um, uh, Philip, sorry, Philip, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin embodies the campy, retro-future feel of that character. Yeah. Um, my only thing with Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin as it stands right now is it really needs a cleanup. I don't know if yeah. you guys have done that lately. Um, first of all, the cars are wobbly. The guns are They're, wobbly. They all need to paint. They're all got scratches and like, yeah. like you can see where like somebody had an accident. I don't know. I think it could also benefit from some sort of digital upgrade. If they were to shut it down for a little while and, and make like the animations of the things that you shoot somehow digitally animated. Did you do the or, um, Did you do the one in Disneyland when we were out there? Um, I know the, there's really not much of a difference other than the gun comes out of the holster. Well, they have the, like, I liked how they were using um, the Zs would, like, appear and disappear, and they had, like, it, there was a little more interaction with what you were shooting at and the car. So I, I think, like, if they go the route you're saying, like, it would be nice to, it would be more engaging, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going back to Stitch's Great Escape, mm-hmm. or Lilo and Stitch, yes. I don't think that's an accurate representation of anything. It needs to kind of be bulldozed. That whole area needs to be bulldozed. I think, I think the, the Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. It was good for a little while. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't think it was. Well, Stitch's Great Escape <laughs> kind of falls in the same thing we were talking about Buzz Lightyear. It's a separate side of the story that maybe you don't see too much. I mean, obviously, in the actual Lilo and Stitch movie, you don't get the whole you know uh, Space Council Whatever it is. Uh, part of the problem is, I mean, we've had this conversation before. I think it's a great ride. I like it. So many people don't like that ride. So now you've got people who are avoiding the ride, and maybe people aren't being exposed to go back and look at the movie. Yeah. If you want people to watch the movie, put something that they're going to ride. I think exactly. the problem I have with it, it was they fit that storyline into an existing attraction. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not really that different from Alien Encounter. No. So, I mean, what we did... And don't make anything else that spins. Yeah, please we've don't. We've got triceratops. <laughs> we've got a teacups, magic carpet. We've got teacups. We've got an extra Dumbo. Hollowed an out, extra Dumbo. Hollowed out elephants. Yeah. <laughs> we, we spin enough. <laughs> One that I, I saw somebody put on Facebook that I happened to agree with was um, the Swiss Family Treehouse. Yeah. I do love that. that. That is a movie that I did watch many, many years ago, and I was fascinated, like, that you could build your house up in the trees. It needs an escalator. <laughs> but, what, what I liked about that was it, it was as if the family, like, gone out to lunch or something, right, right. and you could just roam around their house. Yeah. And that's kind of weird that I just said and that. And I thought that was, I thought it was neat because, again, Disney put all kind of details in there. They mm-hmm. didn't have to, but they did. Yeah, and I think that's like underrated. A lot of people don't bother to. to I agree with you, Kathy, because I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I, I, I just that was my like. I was I'm terrified of heights, so it was my like grabbing the rails, and and somebody has to be in front of me, somebody had to be behind me. But I used to love that movie, and I was like, I can get to the top to see the bedroom, like, and I would kind of like crawl up. Now along the same lines, what about Tom Sawyer's Island? Tom Sawyer Island. First of all, I'm not sure where. Is it was that ever a Disney movie, uh, Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn? Or is it just like they took the book? Is that just like open? You it can was, just. I think it was like a part of the TV stuff they did, and they do a. I'm not aware of that. I mean, I know the book, and then we can even flash forward to the god awful '90s movie Tom and Huck with, with Brad Renfro. And, JTT. 
JTT, but obviously that stuff is just. I mean, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn have been around in the in the lore for a long time. But even at Disneyland, and then I believe at one time in Disney World, they incorporated a lot more of like the the keelboats and other mm-hmm. stuff from the Davy Crockett series in and around that area that seemed to have disappeared at this point in time. So, I it's very possible it might have been an episode of wonderful world of color i haven't yeah. seen that many of them unfortunately because they're very unavailable but yeah i'm not I would sure love on it. that one well but i think it does tell the story quite well yeah it really does um uh, one of the obvious major ones uh that is coming up uh so it's uh, heather miller um says on facebook cinderella castle the icon, uh, the icon beckons one from afar. Ooh, she's wording this well. That's uh, because it's a weenie. <laughs> it's a weenie, as was intended. Uh, the park is a kingdom unto itself. The hub welcomes and pulls you into her story uh, to the heart, the castle. A quaint story unfolds in, mo- in, in the mosaic. And I'm wishful of a Disneyland walkthrough, as in Sleeping Beauty Castle, uh, as I walk yeah, through the cool. corridor. Um, that would put her more into her story. So she likes how the story unfolds already, but she would like to see a walkthrough in the castle. There's not enough room. But why didn't they They have a hair salon. Yeah, but you can barely even walk through the archway now, too, because they always close it during the day for the stage show. So it's getting more and more difficult to see that stuff. But, like, why didn't they, when they were designing the castle, why didn't they put something like that? I mean, it's nice the castle's there, but really how much interaction can you have with that castle? Because I think this was of a time where they were trying to do at least some different things to distinguish it from Disneyland. If they had done a walkthrough through it, it would have been the same type of Mm. castle in Disneyland. I, I, you know, I agree. They should be something else that's Cinderella related in the castle. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. And if they ever did something like that, they should go with the Disneyland Paris model, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, they just. It's not like in Disneyland where you go into these darkened rooms with no w- windows and okay. you can just kind of wander around. Disneyland Paris's castle is built like a castle, and when you go in, there's balconies and there's overlooks and there's oh, stairwells. Neat. Oh, cool! And, wow. and if you go underneath, you see the dragon, oh, the animatronic oh, dragon, oh, the largest yeah. animatronic in the world. It's yes. working really, and huh. that yeah. actually works. Yeah, wow. it's not Disco Yeti Betty. Disco, <laughs> Disco Yeti Betty. <laughs> that castle in Paris is gorgeous. It really is. Oh, it looks. It really is. I mean, I've only ever seen pictures of it online. But. On one of our trips, we had a cocktail party upstairs, wow. and then watched the crowd leave from the back oh, balcony. Neat. Oh, wow! I wish we had something like that for Cinderella because I don't know, other than her castle, where else she's yeah, it's and, just the restaurant. And restaurant. Yeah. Um, where else like she's really Craig represented? She's got. She's out in the park all the time. I realize mm-hmm. that's not an attraction, but neither is Mary. The, well, the, in Disneyland. I'm sorry, Jingle <laughs> Jangle Bakery's not a Mary Poppins. <laughs> that's not a Mary Poppins. We weren't attraction. just. Well, we've talked about be our guests, so that's why it's all connected together, even if it's not attractions. Now, um, I like this person's name first off, and I don't think it's a real name. Stan Solo. I was just going to say, is it Han Solo? I can't believe it ended up being Stan Solo. <laughs> it's Stan Solo. Um, he says, how can I forget about Star Tours? The attraction really puts you inside the movie, and now it's considered a, a Disney movie. I think I forgot about it because I can't ride it. Disney should have some broken shuttles that don't move. Okay, he kind of went off on a tangent there Gets at the, the end. Gets the nausea. Um, so anyway, uh, now we're we're talking about you know new properties that Disney has, and... I've got a feeling, 
I think we all have a feeling that Star Wars is going to be even more heavily represented mm-hmm. in the theme parks. It just became a black-eyed pig. I have a feeling. Oh. <laughs> I just got the lyrics wrong. Uh, that's embarrassing. You said it very appropriate. <laughs> I have a feeling. Um, you know, Star Tours is great. Again, it takes us on a side universe where you know they've created, they've created like a, a, a shuttle company, you know, uh, in the Star Wars universe. I, we're going to see a whole lot more Star Wars coming up, and the I think with Star Wars is—I mean, you can't—you can't make a ride that literally tells a story anymore. Yeah, the story has become so much bigger than the original <laughs> movie that you have to do something that's representative of the franchise. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see because you know we talked about uh, New Fantasyland and and comparing that in some ways to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I think until they do Star Wars, uh, some sort of Star Wars land. I would imagine that they would have to go in some sort of direction like that, that all immersive kind of but environment. What, I mean, okay, I've only watched one, but mm-hmm. out of the whole Star Wars franchise, what part of it should they put in there to appeal to Star Wars fans? Is, I mean, Ewoks. is it. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Kevin's I mean, going like, to go on forever. <laughs> Kevin's already tired of talking Star Wars. The pro- there are certain iconic images and characters that are associated with this franchise okay. that will. Look, Darth Vader. I have Darth Vader's okay. bakery. You're talking about location. Right? <laughs> no, just jingle, like. Jangle, Darth you know, Vader's bakery. How do you theme. The- I got you one, Kathy, right here. I already got it covered because I'm actually writing an article about this for oh. the thing. So, um, Desert Land, Ice Land, Forest Land. Three, three iconic, each one in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's Tatooine, okay. it's Hoth, it's Endor. It's like the end of that's, Horizons. Yeah. And then that's, you can appreciate that without having seen the movie. You can choose you, where you, know. you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put that crap down. Where's the best? <laughs> Where's the weather that treats you the best? Go to that land. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how well that uh, makes its way. Staying over in that side of the park, how about Muppet Vision 3D? <sighs> this, I feel like, over time, I feel like Disney couldn't commit to whether or not they wanted the Muppets in these theme yeah. parks. Yeah. That whole little square that's in Hollywood Studios that is supposed to be somewhat Muppet-themed has kind of lost that theming over time. And now you just have the the one attraction and the one store. Um and, and the fountain that's in that's the middle. That's more than Mary Poppins the cats, by the way. That's true. <laughs> the Jingle Jangle Muppet Parade or whatever it was. Um, because back when um, Hollywood Studios first opened, they had like uh, you know a show where the Muppets would come out and play music and they would do a, a, a live show. And then, of course, the Little Mermaid Theater um, was originally a Muppet um, puppet attraction a show there so there was a whole lot of Muppets going on in the theme parks and now I feel like now that Disney owns uh, the Muppets and that there have been two new movies coming the out the TV show's coming out in the fall too and then there's a TV yeah. show coming out you've got a perfectly good Muppet movie theater yep why not switch out that film a little bit yeah maybe it's time yeah. That would be my suggestion on, on the Muppets and how I think that could improve because I don't get me wrong I love Muppet Vision 3D it's really funny I think it might be time for for an upgrade to yeah. really uh, fulfill that, uh, yeah, refresh that franchise. Um, uh, a lot of people mentioning all the stage shows, Finding Nemo, Festival of the Lion King, are the big ones, and Beauty and the Beast, um, and a lot of Splash Mountain. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a, a new one. Ah, someone actually brings up uh, Sarah Wittick. 
they say it's actually a tie for for her between Mickey's PhilharMagic and Star Tours. I do love Mickey's PhilharMagic is still a sore point. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. That was Mickey Mouse Review. Never mind. <laughs> I got all upset over nothing. Both movies or both rides put you in the movie and are great experience. This is mentioned in the article. This is kind of like the gray area with uh, the the movies. Um, the the Fab Five and those Disney characters are all over the place. Yet there's not one central storyline there. But I think we can all agree that Mickey Mouse and his friends are well represented. Mm-hmm. So is there any stuff that you guys feel like, any attractions you feel like could do better with the theming uh, of that, that movie? Uh, the film that they're based on? Or is everything hunky-dory? Well, I think we kind of covered, you know, things that don't really tell the story, but represent the story and where we thought it was appropriate and not appropriate. Um, You know, I think it's a matter of there's so much intellectual property out there for Disney Mm -hmm. and very limited space in the parks. And you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, I mean, I'd like to see them do something again with Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yes. Or the Rocketeer. Or the Parent Trap. I would love to see more of that. <laughs> okay. The live action stuff, you know, the live action properties don't get too much love. In the I theme agree parks. with you because when I was a kid, we used to watch a lot of the live action, the older movies, Swiss Family Robinson and stuff. And I feel like those are just kind of taking the back burner to the animated films because I understand yeah. those are the most innovative. But you know, I I like that feel of like Indiana Jones because it harkens back to a different time. And I don't know, it's adventure. Now you know, I'm gonna, it's excitement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a rumor. The rumor is that. The remake, the reboot of Indiana Jones is going to have Chris Pratt in it. I wouldn't doubt it. He's going to be in everything that's awesome. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He's incredible. And he's already working with Disney, technically, because right. of Guardians. But So does that, re, does that warrant going to a new portion of Indiana Jones, or do we all love the original? I think he's a character because like Indiana Jones is represented by – is supposed to be those uh, – like, like what is it Saturday morning serials or something yeah. yeah and I think that they could still kind of keep in that theme where it could be all Indiana Jones still so I, my hope is that when they make the new ones it'll still kind of fit in that same umbrella it's, it's not Shia LaBeouf I don't care yeah. exactly <laughs> Shia LaBeouf I, was jo- I wasn't joking about the Rocketeer Rocketeer has that sort of art deco feel to it which really fits in Hollywood studios I can't tell you how sad I was when they closed that portion of the back lot that had the cafe there and all the different props from the... In the, the Rocketeer's backpack is like up on a shelf with the yeah. the helmet. Oh, did you never... In the prop warehouse, oh, you yeah, can see right. the Absolutely. backpack and helmet. But Kevin, in um, Disneyland, I found the little the little roasty toasty Hotchkey guys. There's one that is the Rocketeer in Tomorrowland. I found that. I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, I was like, what? They acknowledge it? It's the guys who make the popcorn. They, yeah. Kathy Roasty knows what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't know what you're talking about. They're in, they in spin the popcorn, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. popcorn. Out there. They're called Roasty Toasties. That's right. And there's actually the Rocketeers in one. Yeah, he's he's That's he's cool. turning his little popcorn machine. Yeah, wow. it's really cool. I, I have a picture of it. I'll yeah. show you when we're done. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that, that about does it for everything that is on Facebook. So unless you guys have anything you want to add at the end here, we'll go ahead and... I just want to say one thing. Yeah, I we talked about Frozen. We've touched on the whole Frozen thing. I think there also has to be an appropriateness level. Okay, I think we've t- we've all discussed this, and we all think that Frozen in Epcot is inappropriate. I think anything like that in Epcot is inappropriate. Angry. Especially in World Showcase. Yeah, it's like putting the Aristocats in the Paris in the France movie. It's just mm. you know, it's just. 
So while I want to see more, you know, rides and cool stuff go in, there has to be the right amount of it and where it goes and yeah. how it's used. Frozen, I agree with you. Frozen probably shouldn't be in Epcot or Animal Kingdom. It should probably either be in Studios or Magic Kingdom. Um, they've put it in Norway. I, I know that it will probably be a very good, innovative ride. But I agree, it's in an inappropriate place. And I think a lot of the internet feels the same way mm-hmm. as, as, as you mm-hmm. do, and I think most of us do. Okay, I think that is going to do it for this segment. Uh, again, I will put uh, links to as many of these attractions as I can, and of course, the link to uh, the article, uh, the top 10 most featured movies at Walt Disney World, and see what you guys think about this. And again, I encourage you to go to uh, Facebook dot com slash Diz Unplugged to get in on this conversation. We want to hear what you guys think about these different attractions. Which ones are your uh, favorite in terms of the theming based on the movies? So with that, that is going to do it for us on this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you have a good week. See you next time. <laughs>